everyone, welcome to a special presentation of the Superficial Spirit. Over the next several weeks, I will be interviewing the Eliminated Queens from Canada's Drag Race Season 4, fresh out of the workroom, right to your ears. Set reminders, subscribe, leave comments, and share your favorite episodes, and of course, send love to the Queens. Here's today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Superficial Spirit. I am here with a Toronto fashion icon fresh off the set of Canada's Drag Race Season 4. I have Luna Dubois here. Hi, Luna. Hello. How are you, Peter? I'm good. I'm good. You look amazing. Thank you. <laughs> are you how are you feeling after last night's episode? I honestly feel fantastic. I feel great. Like, you know, it was a great episode. It did not even really feel like an elimination, like an, excuse me. It did not really feel like an elimination because I, I did not do that bad and I looked great. And the lip sync was definitely one of the fiercest we've had so far. So, um, totally. And the fan reaction has been amazing. Everyone's sad to see me go. I, people are saying, I feel that. I'm robbed and whatever. So I think it's just signs that people want me back on their screen. So I'm like, you know, looking forward to that. <laughs> I think, I think if you get that kind of fan reaction, it's a good indicator of like maybe all stars down the road or like a versus. Absolutely. Because... Or any TV, to be honest. I just want to do more TV. But yes, I'm open to everything. You want your own reality show? Honestly, yeah. If the chat clears. <laughs> I would love that. I think you'd be great on TV. And I mean, it's the new age of reality TV because you build your own fan base online, right? And if yeah. you can cultivate that connection with your fans, it opens up a lot of doors. Social media is super powerful. It is. I've, that, I've been trying to focus on that lately and just like, you know, be on top of it. Because it's as as much as, as it is, might come across easy. Um, it's not when you're a drag queen because there's a lot of this that goes into it but um yeah i'm trying to like you know branch my non-drag life with my drag life and just measure it all together so it's just one powerhouse of an entity <laughs> but just the beginning for you um and yes. one thing that i wanted to chat with you about is you actually i think you're friends with jada shada hudson and miss fierce alicious from last season y'all on social media yeah um, did they give you any advice moving into the season uh Fierce probably just probably told me to cause a ruckus, but that's not the kind of person I am. Like I, I will, I will stir the pot or say speak my mind if I need to, based on the circumstances. But um, Jada just told me to have fun and just like you know, she was just like kind of like guiding me through the way, just you know, FaceTiming me every day, checking on wow. how. Yeah, but yeah, uh, and she actually. Um, let me use one of her winnings from Fabricland from the previous season. And that oh was, God. and that was a production of my McGlair, um runway for my best drag. So um, amazing. Yeah. And Suki doll made it. So like, yeah, all the sisters, all the, all my friends that I've been on. Yeah. Definitely rally to like, you know, get me on the show until the very last day. They were all in my house in this tiny ass room. But yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, yeah. They, Get great advice and just basically we're just there for me as friends, to be honest, because truly when you get on the show, you can get as much advice. You just have to be yourself at the end of the day. 
it must be hard though in that environment like you want to be yourself but you're on camera and it's like you're filming long days there's a lot of pressure and I think you know going into it that this could potentially change your life it opens a lot of doors so how yeah. did you manage like the mental health or like staying grounded during shooting also so the thing with me is and this might be a very unusual answer that you, that you might hear from most people but I am a natural, like, I like to ground myself in everything that I do. And secondly, I'm no stranger to the camera. Like I use the camera for content. I've done some TV background stuff. I, I've always been in front of a camera and like growing up in the church, I'm always in front of an audience. So like the cameras was just not an issue for me. The long days, yeah, I get tired, but like you sleep <laughs> and you do it all over again. Just like drag, drag long hours of yeah. drag. You rest and do it all over again. So um, I, I, I truly was just there to have fun and like, you know, make my mark and like, you know, have iconic moments. And I think I did that just perfectly. One thing that I love about your story that you talked about is your relationship with God and spirituality and the church. Obviously, mm -hmm. it's hard when you're a queer person, especially if you explore drag to keep that yeah. relationship going. So where are you now with your spirituality? Um, how do you practice it? How do you cultivate it? Yeah, so, um, like, you know, before I got to this healthy space that I am, I, I like, you know, used to internalize my homophobia and, like, you know, just judge myself or just think I was such a sin. But, like, once I just learned to love myself and just be okay with who I am, I was like, you know what? I was born and bred into Christianity, and it's sometimes it's hard to, like, you know, let go of some of these things because you do find, like, you know, comfort and, like, you know, s safety in it. And I do because... As much as Christianity can be condemning sometimes, they're still good. They're still good in it. Just like every other religion, there may be good and bad in it. So you just have to find the good and be okay with yourself and just be okay that God made you the way you are. And you are like, you know, like you are God's creation. And like, you know, the Bible does say, I create, that God created us in his own image. So like, if this is what God made me as, why ask him to change me because that is the one prayer like every gay kid that grew up in the church will probably tell you every single one of us has probably prayed to ask and ask God to change us and how is it so that we can ask God when we're children and the Bible just says like God answers the prayers of little children so if God is not answering when I'm a child <laughs> when I I'm having this like you know these like uh thoughts of being attracted to men and nothing happened then. I think that's God telling you that you are the way I want you to be. So stop making your life harder than it, than it should be and just live your life and be a good person, be a kind person and love your neighbors as you love yourself. That's all about it. But yeah, and um, yeah, that's just why I'm about religion. And I'm, I would not say I'm a Bible thumping Christian, but I like, you know, my parents are still very religious and I respect them for it. And I do have a relationship with them, but um, I, I think that's just that, I think I've, I've, I'm at a point in my adult life. Where I'm just like, this is my journey and mm -hmm. this is, and everything I'm doing and every, every place I've been is because God is want, wants me to like, you know, to go through, through these experiences, whether it be good or bad, because life yep. is not a utopia. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's struggle. There's a lot that happens. And I totally understand the comfort people can find in spirituality. And I always, mm -hmm 
believe that what how do we fucking know god's not a drag queen how do we know god isn't like somebody who wants to be a star like why is it that we feel we have to only be one certain way for to have that spirituality or that connection so i'm happy to hear that you've you've gotten to that place do you find it um easy to talk to other drag queens about spirituality do you feel like that's a normal thing to do uh, it's not, to be honest, none of the dressing room for shall tell you that. <laughs> but on Drag Race, yes. <laughs> but um, uh, it's not, and I'm, I'm not the kind of person, I don't like to force religion on people. And I, I would not, I would appreciate people to not do that to me as well. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. That's, and that's my, my one problem with Christianity. It's like, you know, there's this notion that it's the true religion. I'm like, every other religion thinks the same about themselves. So I think it's just better and safe for everyone. Like, you know, practice what you believe in. As long as you're not like, you know, making people uncomfortable with it and shoving into people's faces. Cause like, you know, I, I believe like people should be able to choose their faith and practice that publicly or privately. And if you practice them publicly, like, you know, there's a respectful way to do that without being mm-hmm. offensive and disrespectful to other people's religions or people who don't believe at all. Yeah. Um, you, this is reminding me of a conversation I had with Utica Queen from the America, American version. Also, mm-hmm. she grew up in the church and she's found a way to keep her relationship with God, spirituality healthy. So I love when drag queens talk about this because I think there are a lot of people, even if it's not religious, I think there are a lot of people who want something more from life and they want to create that um inner peace that you talked about or feel like yeah. you're part of a bigger picture people like you are in the perfect position to talk about it and open up and say like yeah. you can be both you can be a famous drag queen and you can also be spiritual I, exactly and i and i think i just even in the gay community like generally because like a lot of us like you know leave the church and like because of all the of all the pain and suffering that we've endured like you know emotionally and socially and i can't i can't blame those people so i think because that just seems to be the reoccurring trend people like have a hard time like talking about it because you don't want to trigger someone else's trauma because yeah. they had like a bad experience in the church so that's why most people tend to keep that to themselves but when you talk about it on a platform on drag race you might be inspiring that one gay that left exactly. the church that still has that feeling of wanting to believe in god but probably yep. i probably felt like he couldn't do that but you can there's always yeah. a way there's always a way. Um, yeah. One thing that I wanted to chat with you about, too, is you make a point of focusing on underrepresented queens. You're Nigerian. Mm-hmm. You're super proud of that. Do you yeah. feel like Canada's Drag Race and I guess Drag Race as a franchise is doing a good job at representation? Absolutely. I think we the 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 franchise as a whole has like, you know, cast the most diverse uh, group of queens in each season. And like, and the season speaks for it as well. Like the season is so diverse. Like we have all, like three Asian queens. We have like, you know, myself from Africa, like a Nigerian and first Nigerian queen ever on Drag Race, to be honest. And, uh, yeah, we have like, you know, someone from that was Afro Latina. We have like first nations. It's like, that every single race you could possibly think of, we have it in Canada and in 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 our franchise of Drag Race, and um, it's going to be like that because <clears throat> Canada as a whole is such a cultural mosaic, and you can't yes. just narrow it down to white, even if you wanted to. Because yeah. and when you do do that, it just never turns ends up being good. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, when you look back at some shows from like the early two thousand and the nineties. 
It's yeah. so many white people. And when I was growing up, I didn't, I mean, I saw myself. So it was a very different experience. But now yeah. when you contrast it and you look back, it's like, oh my God, how was that normal even? Because you walk down the street and you see different people. But on TV, for some reason, we we whitewashed it. We made it um, very fucking hallmark. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it comes at the times, right? And like, you know, with white supremacy and everything, and like, like white supremacy is in literally every aspect of life they can think of. Like, you know, even down to your groceries. Like, like it's, oh, interesting. It's so, so it's like, um, in the world that we're living now, things are much more progressive, and they're not. It's not at its best, but it's way better than what it used to be, and it's going to keep getting better with the newer generations like you know like once like the baby boomers are six feet under like you know then the 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 millennials will be the ones in in parliament and it's just gonna keep the cycle is gonna keep going and and now like i i was on tiktok the other day and i was like learning about gen alpha i felt old because i'm gen (gasps) z this is crazy i was like gen alpha what the fuck i know i know so it's like the world is just gonna keep progressing and with the way it seems it's it's going very very progressive and even some of our ideologies today might be archaic in like the next 50 years who knows oh totally i know because it feels progressive now but like in the 90s it was progressive to like accept gay men and now we're like that's nothing it's nothing if you're a gay guy that's like old news exactly now it's like gay queer non-binary trans everything under under the umbrella so yeah, um, yeah. I, that's and, and I'm happy that that's just the way it's going to be because you know we need to all coexist and coincide in this world before it ends. Yeah. Whenever that happens, <laughs> hopefully not soon, bitch. Yes. What do you think the biggest difference between millennials and Gen Z is? Uh, honestly, I think I think millennials had it really bad. Mm. Like the, the like the the boomers really had it so easy life was so easy for them you just get a job get married and have a kid and buy a house with twenty thousand dollars and but with the <laughs> with, with 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 how the, the economy economy has changed it's like that is not like the the way like boomers live their lives it's just not the same way and it's also starting to affect us gen z's as well it's just like and i don't know when we're gonna get this shift and reset but like it, like I mean, the economy right now as a whole is just really bad, and Girl. it's just, and I don't know if we need another pandemic to hit the reset button or something. But um, yeah, that's the only difference. And and I do feel bad when people say millennials are lazy because I don't think it's fair because everyone works really hard. It's just like we work so hard just for nothing because you don't see like you don't get we don't get paid enough for the jobs that we're doing. And mm-hmm. whereas back in the day you get you make twenty dollars a day and like that's a lot of money <laughs> totally you know yeah I- yeah i think too like there's so many important social causes um as you know with underrepresented yeah. communities and i think one thing that we all need to rally to do is get the fucking rich people get those billionaires yes, eat the rich eat the rich bitch <laughs> eat the rich yeah yes. I, i'm a big fan of eat the rich um yeah. okay to wrap it up Yes. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of queens listening or maybe just queer folks who who see you and they want to be on TV like you do. They Maybe they want to be on Drag Race. What's one piece of advice you would give them to, you know, make their dreams come true? Just honestly, it sounds so cliche, but just be, staying true to yourself. And it's so easy to get lost in the sauce, especially if you're in the drag community because there's so much drag now and 
you everyone wants to be the best but you should only only ever compete with yourself and try to be better than yourself the day before not better than the next queen and if you if you just stick to that mantra like that is it got me where i am because i mean i auditioned for drag race four times in a row and i persevered and i did and i did not have asked for a much better season to be on because if i was in season one i don't know if how that would have turned out and seeing how it turned out it was not for me same goes for two and three and i mean i just stay true to yourself and your artistry and having friends who will be honest to you to the like down to reading you down <laughs> yeah yeah you you need that authenticity and that connection yeah. when you're going into the crazy world of drag race well yeah. i know this isn't the last we'll see of you and congratulations on a great Absolutely run you definitely not. made an impact yeah. the fans love you so let's I work together all. eat the rich and yeah. we will talk to you really soon <laughs> thank Thanks you it's been nice to chat with you yeah you bye. too i'll talk to you soon bye, bye. Oh, 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 oh,